just saw a really sad emoji. That's so weird. Well, <laughs> like, it blocked it, or just, like, my face? It's blocked, like, your... Well, I don't see your face right now at all. I just see your icon, but your icon disappeared, and your emoji replaced it. That's so weird. I don't even know what my icon is. It's just you. Yeah. I think I took that <laughs> on a bus once. Um... My favorite part about Skype is that um, when it's ringing, um, it has a beat. The what do you mean? Like, like the the actual call? Yeah, like when I'm calling you, like it goes like do do, and then it's like boom boom. There's like a bump in the back. It's kind of it's kind of a bop. Yeah, I dig it. We could do an episode on that. Just, <laughs> on- <laughs> just the Skype music. On um, just uh, found music. Mm-hmm. Um, the Motorola theme. What's the <laughs> Motorola theme? Hold on. Okay. Okay, it's good. Oh, I thought you were gonna play the Motorola. Theme. No, no, I wasn't. I was. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like. Okay. I don't just have the Motorola theme queued up. <laughs> no, something, something uh, was frozen for a okay. sec, but I got it. Okay, I feel you. Okay, so rent this week. Yeah. Um, just to confirm, you watched like, the the movie version, right? Not the filmed live on Broadway version, right? Yeah, the movie okay. version. Because when when I put that on the list, I realized I didn't specify. And I'm like, I, I figure it's a given. But I'm like, this could be a case where we both watch two separate things. I didn't I didn't even know that was an option. Oh, yeah. there's <laughs> see there's, the live on Broadway. Film. There's a version that was filmed live on Broadway. Uh, huh. It's pro shot. It was like the last show they did. Um, realistically, it's probably like the last five shows they did. Um, okay. But, yeah. Um, it's worth the watch if you've never seen the Broadway production or you want to see a live version. Mm-hmm. Because um, it's good. Did you watch that instead of the 2005 <laughs> No, no. I've seen that version, though. Okay. Um, because um, I, was, I was in this once. In Rent? Like, like in high school? Yeah. In 10th grade for summer theater. Um, wow. Yeah, I was the honest living guy. Um, okay. Uh, but uh, I remember, like, the director sent out, he was like, there are two versions of this movie and the cast album. He's like, you can listen to the cast album. I'm sure some of you have seen the movie versions already, but if you haven't, don't. <laughs> A lot of people hate this movie. Like, even people who love Rent, some of them hate this movie. Some people love this movie, right. but it got like bad reviews on first release. Well, so I have a little bit of both cases, and I I have some good things and some bad things to say. But um, mm-hmm. have you you've seen have you you've seen this before? Correct. The movie. Yes. Or was this? Oh your... yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know it forward and backward. Okay. So so when did you first see this? When I, I think I saw it when I was like 11 or 12. I was like in middle school. I don't think this is an appropriate movie for middle schoolers. Well, I was a big like Broadway nerd um, when I was like 11 and 12. And I was, I don't know how I got introduced to it, but I was really into like the same, you know, five shows. And one of them was Rent. Right. And I loved it a lot. And I had, like, my, me and my, like, group of little nerdy friends would just, like, play the karaoke versions and sing it <laughs> in their houses. And it was super lame and adorable. But then as I got older, I started kind of hating Rent. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really feel that way about a lot of things where I turn so, like, abruptly on something. So, are you at the point now that you hate Rent? I I don't know if I hate Rent, but, like, I think there are good things about it, but the the older I get, the less I like it, and there are things about it that kind of make me mad. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's, I was gonna say, I have, I, I still think I really love Rent, um, but I don't 
one, I don't like this movie. Um, I think the movie version is not good. Um, <laughs> um, but I also like, I, I like Rent. I love Rent, but I have a lot of problems with Rent. Like, it's, it's weird. This is a weird comparison to make, but I kind of feel the same way about Rent as I do about Grease. Which is, which is, they're very different, but by that I mean, I think the songs are great, and I think they're still great. I don't, I can't really think of a lot of songs I don't like in Rent. Right. I, I think they're all good, but the plot is, is just so, I, I can't really, I don't like these characters. Yeah. I don't, I don't like the people in it, and I think it's a little dated. Oh, I mean, it's it, so dated. It definitely means well, but well. Eh. So one of the things I remember when I when I first saw Rent, I was in like ninth grade, and like I instantly related to like Roger and Mark. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, they're these artsy types, you know. Roger's got all this angst and emotion that I can relate to, and you know, Mark is kind of lonely and. You know, I could feel that, too. And, like, you know, he's kind of sitting here worried about everything, and he's kind of stuck in the middle, and that's how I feel. Um, and, like, they refuse to sell out, and I'm like, I'm never going to sell out. I'm going to go squat in a shitty apartment, which that is not a shitty apartment. <laughs> um, yeah, like, come on, guys. <laughs> that, that's, like, pretty nice uh, yeah. to live there. Does, don't they live there rent-free? They live there rent-free, the yeah. Um, and now, when I watched it, recently i'm like you know benny kind of has the right idea yeah um, i mean maybe we're just like becoming older and grinchier but the the more the since i am now around the age of the characters yeah. of the movie they piss me off more because i know people like this well it's one of the i do too and i think it's one of those things where there is a certain sense that i think it's I think part of it is it is just a product of its time where I think maybe in the 80s, 90s where Rent is set, you know, it might be kind of lame to be like, oh, yeah, you don't want to sell out, you know, yeah, fuck everything. I'm not going to let people build a studio that, you know, and help my friend have, like, a day job. Um, yeah. But, like, now, like, you know, you and I are both, like, creative types and – like, you know, we do, like, things within the arts. And, like, you know, I have a nine-to-five that I need to do so that at night I could go do stand-up. Gross. Yeah. How dare you? I know. But, like, that's just, like, what Benny does. It's, like, he has a job and he's, like, yeah, you know, we could write songs. We could, like, make movies. Uh, but, like gotta pay the bill somehow you know what he gave them a really generous offer oh, yeah. that i can't think of anyone who would do like if someone offered that to me i would love it and i think what was his deal he wanted to them he, to stop he just wanted the protest yeah they wanted he wanted mark to help shut down mark's ex-girlfriend's protest if someone's like yo you gotta like stop your ex-girlfriend from doing something i would be like fuck yeah and you know what? Maureen's performance is Sucks. bad. It's bad. And I think it's because I saw the Broadway show. Okay. Um, and I have, I get the feeling that it's like supposed to be bad. Yeah. Like that's kind of the joke. Like it's kind of silly and over the top and she's a little in over her head. But in the movie, it sort of seems like Idina Menzel's playing it straight. Is that just me? Um, well, I think, well, I think M Maureen, whoever is playing Maureen in any production needs to play that part straight. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess there's a line between, um, like giving a bad performance on purpose and like right. thinking you're giving a good performance and giving a bad performance. Like, I guess that's hard to do. Right. That being said, it is like dragged out. It's sort of like, do you watch Crashing? No. Um, you know the premise of Crashing? I don't, actually. Um, it's, it's on HBO. It's um, Pete Holmes uh, trying to uh, make it as a stand-up comic. And, like, it tracks him, like, starting at, like, open mics and stuff. Okay. And, like, Pete Holmes is a successful comic. 
now. Um, but um, he's mentioned when he was like talking about doing that, doing those performances, he said, you know, I couldn't do these open mic. I couldn't do the open mic scenes and like tell jokes I've written now. He's like, I broke out jokes. I wrote when I was hitting open mics because they were jokes that I thought were funny, Mm -hmm. even though they weren't. So like, he's like, so I have to perform it like that as someone that thinks that these jokes are good. Right. So I think that's what Maureen needs to do where like Maureen has to think her protest is the greatest thing in the world. And it seems like she does. Yeah. I I also love that in that scene, they're kind of, when they show the audience, it's, I think that's what makes it seem like it's being played completely straight. It's not her. It's, it's the shots of the audience being like, wow, yeah. this is so powerful. And the, the guys in the ties being like, oh, no, she's, she's <laughs> this, too she real. She has this excellent performance. But yeah, because yeah. it is stupid. And I think I think I haven't seen it performed on Broadway. I have seen it in, like, high school productions. But, like, it's just Maureen up on the stage, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. so, like, I I feel like that's just a product of, like, transferring this to the movie. I guess. Um, but it is too... It's too long. It is super long. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, also... It, in a Broadway show, you can kind of laugh with the audience at the ridiculous thing yeah. she says in the performance art. Yeah. Um, and and that's kind of, like, that's part of it. Like, you could feed off the energy yeah. of the room. But in the movie, you can't really do that. Yeah. So it's kind of like, am I, is this, like, real? Like, is yeah. she, is this is what this, she was am doing? I supposed to be, like, emotionally impacted by yeah. this? Yeah. It's all, yeah. It's all sort of bizarre and strange and Mm -hmm. it's like it it is what like a shitty protest would be but it also kind of feels like like what a 16 year old would write for a shitty protest yeah yeah i mean these are all all of these people are sort of in like arrested development like (laughs) suspended adolescence they're all a little immature for their age because even like the song roger writes it's like I wrote better songs than that when I was 16. That pissed me off, too, is the whole... His whole arc is, like, trying to write the perfect song and, like, trying to find his perfect creative voice and looking for the inspiration to write this beautiful piece of work. And at the end, it's, like, the the worst song in the movie. (laughs) It's so bad. Um, Yeah, but then he starts No Vacancy and with Jack Black and kicks him out of the band and they wrote all the great songs in school of rock. I see Fine. the two as, I see the two movies as connected. <laughs> I, I refuse to believe these take place in the same universe. <laughs> they both are in New York school of rocks in New York. Yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> in, I, well, is okay, the idea is everything that takes place in New York is in the same. Exactly. Time and space. Yeah, sort of. Okay. West Side Story takes place in this universe. Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Uh, How I Met Your Mother. Sure. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, he has this shitty song and he's like, I got to write one great song. I remember when I was in it, um, a friend of mine was like, why can't One Song Glory be his song that he wrote? One Song Glory is a better song than the song he wrote. And that's a song about writing a song. Yeah. But I guess the argument there is, like, it's in his head. I guess. (laughs) It's his inner monologue. But, like, yeah, Your Eyes is, like, the most... It's boring. It's boring and it's lazy. It's it's just really lame. And it it's almost comical because it was so built up to. Yeah. Of, like, this is going to be the best song that I've ever written. And I like, if I die after this song, it'll be okay. Yeah. But, um, doesn't it like bring her back to life? It does. Back to life? Um, and also like, I know the big change from this to the stage version is he doesn't like pick up a guitar to play it for. He's just like, I'm just going to sing it to her. And like, 
it's a part that I can't really suspend my disbelief for because I'm like, you've been playing guitar, so now you're just singing a cappella to her. I can hear the music. I don't think Mimi can. Or maybe she can because she goes to the heaven and... She sees Angel, and Angel Angel. says, you look, you, what did she say? Oh, and Angel Angel looked good. good. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot what that line was. Um, And then she's like, turn around, listen to that boy's song. I, that's also another, like, super lame thing about Rent, is that the person who dies is named Angel. I don't know. It's a little too on the nose with the symbolism. It's too on the nose, just sort of a sacrificial uh, martyr character, which I think is really lame. Yeah. Um, And she's also, you know, meant to be the, like, the only, like, pure soul in the yeah. group, and she she's the one who knows what's going on, and she died too soon. But, like, meanwhile, did she kill a dog in her she did first kill a song? Dog. Um, yeah. <laughs> I can't... I don't, I don't like any of these people. <laughs> They're all bad, even Angel. <laughs> That's the hottest take, I think, ever on this podcast. <laughs> Angel is bad. Angel is a bad person. She um, is. She killed a dog and she's proud of herself. Yeah, but it was Benny's dog and Benny's the bad guy. But Benny, Benny. Benny's he's accepted to just mention that I'm sympathizing with him. <laughs> Team Benny 2018. I, I mean, I don't understand why um, Benny's wife had to stay in because the dog died. Um, and he refers to it as a death in the family. Well, I mean, I don't know. Yes, I don't know. I've never had a dog. <laughs> I would be sad if my dog was murdered <laughs> by someone. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't know that it was murdered. He doesn't. He say. doesn't. But I would be sad either way. As actually, um, he was murdered, but it kind of looks like a suicide. Yeah. It's almost worse. <sighs> eh, I don't know. I feel like it would answer a lot of questions we have about animals. That's so sad. Do, do animals have feelings? Do animals get depressed? Yes, they do. <laughs> do Ugh. animals believe in God? This dog didn't do anything wrong. It Pure didn't. innocent, except barking. Yeah, so Angel, Angel had to make that money. Mm-mm. <laughs> didn't, also, didn't, what's, what's his name? A uh, Collins... Uh, like rewire an ATM to steal money out of it. Yeah, that's like psychotic. <laughs> Who does that? I don't know if that's psychotic. I think it's. I think I, it's. Uh, what's? It I called? think it's ridiculous if you're like not in a desperate. I, I don't think there that Collins is one of the people in a desperate situation. He's that not because he he gets ATM. teaching jobs pretty frequently. She's like doing okay compared to the rest of them. Well, he I doesn't it, need to steal money. I think it depends if he's like a tenured professor or not. It seems like he's not. Yeah, but, because. But come on, dude. I've, <laughs> I've like started to learn a little bit of how like, uh, payment works for like non tenured professors. Mm-hmm. For uh, what's the word? Adjunct. Adjunct. Um, at least this was what I heard, and I don't know if it's true. They only get like a thousand dollars per credit that they teach per semester. That's not a lot. Yeah, so maybe, but... I don't know. And, like, this was the 80s, so maybe it's less, but... I guess, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like there's just so much, they're just all being assholes, but they frame it as, like, we're sticking it to the man. Yeah. Like, there's no point of self-reflection in this movie. Yeah, except with Benny, who's like, I want to open up a studio, but then he cheats on his wife with Mimi. Yeah, I'm I'm not, I don't want... Like Benny either. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get the idea that I think he's good. I think they're all bad. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if they're... Uh, I think... I think Mimi's okay, and I think Joanne is okay. Me, well, Mimi... Mimi doesn't really do anything. No, Mimi's bad because... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm gonna pull up a PDF file. <laughs> okay, the reason Mimi is bad is because the song they sing before the end of Act One, where um, they, it's No Day But Today. Yeah. 
she's singing it at him like like live live life to the fullest but what she's really saying is do drugs with me and he's saying i don't want to do drugs i stopped doing drugs i'm trying to like be better and she's like no do drugs with me see <laughs> i thought song. i thought the argument you were gonna make because i didn't necessarily see that as like a do drugs with me song i see it as a let's have sex song and she knows she has aids and she doesn't know that he also has aids she doesn't, but he's the whole thing was that he was like trying to get clean, and the reason he wanted her out of his life is because she she's like a bad influence, which is fair. Yeah. But she, I, I kind of see that whole song as her being like, "Hey, have fun, do drugs with me." But then she gives up her vices. I don't know. She's going back to school. <laughs> I don't know. Um. I, her excuse is she doesn't know better because she's like a child. Okay, what about Joanne though? Joanne's Joanne. I don't hate Joanne. She's just kind of possessive and annoying. Yeah. She's she's just kind of a buzzkill. Yeah, but she is she's she's the only other person with like an actual job. I guess, but that's why they kind of frame her character as being like stuffy and lame. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah. The, I I don't I, I guess Joanne is one of the less bad people. <laughs> I don't care for her as a person. Well she's um, she's not an interesting character. Really. She's not. But she's also kind of controlling of I mean Maureen is kind of you know, Maureen is obnoxious and does whatever she wants and, and cheats or whatever, yeah. but Joanne is also a little like possessive. Yeah. I don't know. I I think that I don't, the the only time I'd really make a case against her being possessed, uh, well, for her being possessive, because I'd say it's it's kind of founded in some actual anxiety where you yeah, know, where Maureen is sort of a noted cheater mm-hmm. and like you know is very flirtatious and like whatever. But, like, when she's like, you can't call Mark, you can't tell Mark to come and help you, like, that is sort of like, you know, she didn't say, like, I'm getting back together with Mark. She's just like, Mark knows how to do this. Exes can be <sighs> friends. I think apparently not, or your exes will do a tango and complain about you. Um, that was a weird thing that happened in this movie, too, where at one point Collins is like to Mark, he's like, uh, you're still in love with her, aren't you? And like Anthony Rapp just turns like bright red. And it's with like, who, Maureen? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like it's kind of like a throwaway line, but like it's not I guess it could be implied in the original stage show, but it's never explicitly stated. No. It's just sort of the the joke where he's like, my girlfriend dumped me and now she's a lesbian. Yeah, that, that joke, they go back to that joke a lot. Yeah. Of, um, they don't say bisexual, they're just like, ah, ha ha, Mark wasn't enough, so she turned to girls. Yeah, although it um, is implied that she is bi, I think. No, no, she is bi, yeah. like she is. But, um, but, you know, that was just a common joke. What was yeah. the... What he is, gets like a voicemail from, from his, his mom. Yeah. So saying let that. her be a lesbian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a beautiful interlude. <laughs> um Yeah, so okay, so no likable characters. None. Um I uh, I'll make the case for for a handful of people. Who? <laughs> <laughs> How? I think I think uh, this is gonna this is gonna sound bad, and now I'm gonna sound like a dumbass and a dick. I'm gonna be like, I don't think it's that bad that Colin stole money from the ATM. I think it's bad. I mean, <laughs> no, it's a felony. But I, like, eh, if my friends told me like, "Hey, we're gonna steal money from the ATM," I would be like, "That's cool. <laughs> Go ahead and do." This. <laughs> I'd say I wouldn't, but you know. Like, maybe it was easier back then. It's probably a lot more difficult to steal money from an ATM now. Apparently, um, if you just rewire it. Yeah. For five letters. Um, I don't think it's good. 
Um, what else? Uh, Benny cheating on his wife is bad, but, like, otherwise, I I really like Benny. Like, I know he's supposed to be the villain, but I'm like, he's just trying to make a living, and... He's just trying to live. Um, who else? I, I kind of forgive Angel for killing the dog. You're an angel apologist. (laughs) It's a dog killer. But, like, it's one of those things that, like... It's so... Actually, no, the whole song is about that. No. The whole song is about her killing a dog and how she made money from that. But it's so fast and fun. It is. Well, that it's a good song. It's a fun song that you can dance to, so you forget that it's about that It's about dog killing murder. a dog. Yeah, I mean... People, people kill dogs all the time. <laughs> that doesn't mean they should. <laughs> Um, I don't know. It, it it's got that big emotional payoff when Collins sings "I'll Cover You" reprise. Cute song. It's a cute song. It's really not the reprise, the original yeah, version. But the reprise, the reprise is, is sad. The reprise is really sad, and I love it. Yeah, jo- it is. Joanne is fine. She's boring. Yeah. Yeah. Maureen is kind of a dick. Mark is whiny and angsty and annoying and so i would argue mark is the worst of them all yeah (laughs) and you know what's the worst thing about mark is that i in the days when i was super into this musical and this movie uh mark was the one i related to the most and i think that's the case for a lot of people was he is sort of like mark is sort of like the harry potter character he's you know yeah he's he's sort of uh standing outside watching everything yeah. happen and um and taking it all in but not a lot happens directly to him yeah um but he i think he is the worst of all of them and i hate that and i hate that i relate to him sort of <laughs> well why why other than him kind of being the outside looking in why do you think you related to mark then i well that and I, I guess I related to him um, feeling like the, like he wasn't living up to his potential, that, like, there's more that he could be doing, but he's in kind of a rut. Like, that's, I get that. Yeah. Um, but he follows people around with a camera. <laughs> he goes to an AIDS support group. He doesn't have AIDS with a camera and thinks that's okay. Well, well they they clear they clear part of that up where Angel's like Angel's like it's not just for people with AIDS and he's like, "Oh, okay." I yeah, but I know it's not just for people with AIDS, but you don't get to bring a camera to a support right. group well, at all, even if you have AIDS. Yeah, it's sort of like going to like an AA meeting, and it's like all these people are supposed to be anonymous. Yeah, the A stands for anonymous, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's supposed to be a private environment. You don't get to use it for your art. He did <laughs> ask. There is that moment where, I don't know if it's in the movie. I know it's in the stage show. It has to be in the movie, too, um, where the the homeless woman screams at him. And it is in the movie. Yeah, and she's like, you're not going to use me to make a name for yourself. And I'm like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, you know what? I take it back. She, I like her character. Yeah, but she's... She's like not... Like, yeah, she doesn't have a name and she's never mentioned again. And yeah. he still uses all this shitty footage for his shitty uh, montage of a documentary about... It's a, it's a home movie. <laughs> It's what it is. He's just like, these are pictures of my friend smiling on New Year's Eve. Well, what he, what she says is really poignant and valid. Yeah. She says, like, hey, you know, I'm, what, she says, she challenges him to give her money yeah. instead of using her for his work. And he's just kind of like, uh, uh, that's like, awkward. So. Yeah. And she said, sure, yeah, that's what I thought. And she leaves. That isn't, like acknowledged again he doesn't learn right. anything from it yeah where that is like a that is a moment of truth and honesty and a real thing where there mm-hmm. are a lot of people that will exploit less fortunate people just to make something good for themselves 
Yeah, and I don't think that's good. Especially when it's pretty clear that Mark comes from a family that loves and cares about him. And if he really needed a place to stay, he could go there. And they're they're a well-off family. They live in Westchester. They're from Scarsdale? They're from Scarsdale. He he gets... He's he's sad because he has no money and it's Christmas and he's alone and he gets a voicemail from his mom. And he's like, I hate you, mom. miss you. Um, and he's like, shut up, mom. Leave me alone. I'm trying to, yeah. I'm trying to do art. Yeah. Which, and it's so childish. Right. It, but it's you that get it fake you, poor that yeah. a lot of young New Yorkers have where it's like they're poor, but they have a fallback. They can easily yeah. go home yeah. and their family would be okay with it. Yeah. It's very, like... But, like, I get that sentiment when you're younger and getting into rent. Because, like, I know when I when I was, like, 14, if I was, like, Mom, I'm gonna, like, make some art. And she's like, oh, you know, well, that's great. I'll have dinner ready. I'd be like, fuck you, Mom. <laughs> fuck you, Mom. You don't get it. I don't need your dinner. <laughs> I can support myself. Yeah. Which is, like, a very... Yeah, it's, like you said, it's Arrested Development. Which, that's what pisses me off, is Benny gives him an opportunity, and he doesn't take it out of pride. Yeah, it's... uh, Yeah, yeah. They're all, they're all annoying. They're all annoying. Except Benny. Benny's, Benny's... Benny's also, I don't like Benny either, but, (laughs) but I can at least get where he's coming from. A little bit. I, I'm gonna justify him cheating on his wife now too. I'm gonna. Go. I think. <laughs> I think he just married her for money. He's. He's. Which. And you know what? Which isn't a good thing. Do what you gotta do. But you gotta do what you gotta do. I've tried to marry people for money before. Um, you know, I I worked at a country club for seven years, hoping to meet someone rich and marry in. Yeah. You know. The the dream scenarios you meet a ninety nine year old billionaire. Oh well that's what I that's what I really wanted. There uh this is completely unrelated, but I'm gonna talk about that right. there was this woman at the country club that I worked at, um God, I don't know how old she was. I think she was like eighty something. She was like sweet as could be and she was like cool as shit. Like, mm-hmm. she had, like, these big, thick-rimmed red sunglasses she would wear. And apparently, she's, like, a giant in the art world. Um, huh. And, like, she, like, loved me. Like, you know, like, m- me and her were tight. And, like, she had, like, a 40-year-old son. And I'm like, I want to marry her and get the money. And, like, she'd be cool. And, like, then I'd also be her 40-year-old son's father-in-law. That's a beautiful love story. Exactly. <laughs> um, and hopefully she'll never hear this. Um, maybe she's dead already. I don't know. I don't hope she is because she was cool. But <laughs> maybe she, she's still out there. She <laughs> still could. Um, but yeah. So that's what Benny did. That was also a joke when I was working at a summer camp for kids of. Um, because it, it it's in a, it, this is a neighborhood with a lot of wealthy people right. and a lot of uh, hot moms. Yep. And that was like a common thing of like maybe you know maybe we could find the one single mom. And like it got a little creepy because the kids were super young, so people were like trying to figure out whose dad wasn't in the picture. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was sad. That's so sad. Uh, I had that when I worked at the country club because it was by the pool, so like all the kids were around, so all the kids knew me because I made milkshakes for them. And sometimes, like, an 11-year-old would be like, Jimmy, will you be my boyfriend? And I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. And I'm like, I got to ride this out for eight more years and then marry into the rich family. Yeah. Um, keep your place there. Um, but, that was when the four-year-olds... This, oh, there was a group of four-year-olds that decided to start calling me mom, which I thought was cute, and I let them do it. Uh, but then it got to a point where we had an older uh, counselor who was like in her 40s or 30s and they start calling her grandma. Oh. And then we had the one guy in our group and they started calling him daddy. And I was like, OK, you have to stop. <laughs> this, this, it was cute when you were calling me mom, but you can't do this. Every single person I had. This is this was a bad thing. And I was like, I don't even know how to react to this. 
but I feel like what happened with you is creepier. But like <laughs> one time I like delivered like chicken fingers to like a four or five year old. And like I put it down and I'm like, oh, can I get you anything else? And she's just like looking me up and down and I'm like, what? And she goes, why are you wearing a belt? And I say, it's, it's part of my uniform. And she's like, do you always wear a belt? And I say, pretty much, yeah. And then I start to walk away because I'm like, this is weird. And then she's like, wait, come back. And I say, can I get you anything else? And she goes, <laughs> she says, no, I'm just trying to picture what you would look like naked. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's upsetting because she definitely heard that somewhere. Well, so it's funny because then I talked to, like, one of the lifeguards and one of the lifeguards was like, yeah, she comes up and she asks me, like, can I touch your boobs? Can I kiss you on the lips? And Four-year-olds are crazy. Yeah. They have no boundaries. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I was just sexually harassed by a four-year-old. This isn't good. Yeah. Um, objectified by a toddler I, I know it's terrible um maybe I that used to be a joke in my stand-up that I would tell um I would like amp it up more but mm-hmm. maybe I'll do that later tonight um <laughs> inspired um Maureen was probably the type of girl that would say I'm trying to picture what you would look like naked when she yeah that's, that's another thing is I know I don't want to be mean to this movie for, like, being diverse, because I think that's good. They show... It's not very common that they show all different types of sexualities and identities. Yeah. um, And people of different races, but... Uh, I don't love the fact that the one bisexual character is just a huge slut. Yeah. <laughs> and she leans into that hardcore. Like, I'm not... I don't want to slut-shame Maureen, um... But it's it's like that's her whole thing. Yeah, is she's sexually free and like she has sex with everyone, but that's her big flaw. And yeah. she cheats and she's bad and she she doesn't care about uh, her partner and she's not loyal. Like I don't, I don't it know. It kind of like plays into a lot of the stereotypes people have about bi people. It stereotypes about bi people and also stereotypes about uh like lesbian like stuffy clingy lesbians that's a common stereotype i hear um and that's joanne yeah um i do like that angel's gender identity is kind of um ambiguous yeah um because they don't make it entirely clear always if she's if she's Uh, um, always identifying as as she pronouns yeah um yeah it is because i think i've read angel is is a drag queen angel isn't um trans but they kind of leave it up to the viewer to mm-hmm. kind of decide um is angel transgender is angel you know what pronouns does angel go by yeah um, because even in that moment at her funeral, um, you know, there's the moment that Mark's like, he, I mean, she, <laughs> Mark, um, but yeah, so, yeah, I mean, no, I think that's good. Um, I don't like that she was, you know, killed as a sacrifice so the rest of the characters could learn to live. Yeah. Um, cause that's kind of a, an uncomfortable trope. Yeah. But, um, I, I kind of like that it was ambiguous Yeah. Uh, and they didn't need to, you know, announce uh, yeah. and come out and de- label themselves. Everyone just kind of was what they were, yeah. which was good. Um, unrelated to any of that, but sort of in the same vein, I do think that the pacing of this movie was really odd and choppy. How so? I, yeah, I agree. But um, it <laughs> kind of just felt like it would like speed. It, it like it felt like some moments were like speeding up, and it's like okay, these songs are good, and then like any time there was dialogue, it was just like a slog. Yeah, because this is based on something where there is no dialogue, right. everything is sung, so you can kind of see the moments where they were like, uh, how do we make this not have a rhythm, and it yeah. it, it sort of. Uh, creates these awkward, choppy pieces yeah. of dialogue that don't really make sense and are kind of 
out of place and weird. Yeah, and I thought, like, when they go from, like, the first song, um, not Seasons of Love, but Rent, um, into You'll See, it's like, oh, there's, like, 30 seconds of dialogue, and, like, then the song starts, and it, like, felt too, like, stop and go. And Mm -hmm. as I was watching, I was also trying to, like, remember how different moments were done on Broadway. Like, when, um, like, when it's announced that Roger has AIDS, um, like... I rem- when I was watching it this time, I was like, oh, wow, they really kind of beat you over the head with that because during one song, Glory, he- it just, like, shows a flashback of his girlfriend getting the AIDS test. Yeah. Uh, but then I'm like, how did they do it on Broadway? I feel like it was much more subtle, but then I remember that it's just Mark going, uh, his girlfriend April left him note saying, we've got AIDS before she slit her wrists. Yeah. And then we never t- heard about her again. But in the movie, you see her, you like, you see it happen in a very sad montage while he's singing. During a really good song. There are a lot of montages in this movie. Yeah. It's like, well, so I think one of the things is, is like for the Broadway show, you could be wowed by just seeing the people sing it and like have a powerful, good voice. Mm -hmm. But then... For this, it's much more difficult to kind of be like, hey, how's, uh, you know, like, what's going, like, you can't just watch the people, like, sit in their room, sing the song. Right. Yeah. Because otherwise it'd be boring. Because that would be weird. Yeah. I mean, there, I get the... Because montages are good for showing the passage of time, and this whole movie is the passage of time. Like, it's over the course of a year. But um, there are moments where I... What was the song that Mark and Roger sing uh, towards... Not not at the end, but, like, towards the uh, end. What You Own. Uh, what You Own. Yeah. There are, like, shots of him just, like, on a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> just singing at nothing. In New Mexico. Yeah, but... It's to show he's in New Mexico. Yeah, but... Is New Mexico just mountains? Does yeah. he just climb mountains and sing? Um, yeah. Kind of. Okay, I, well, I, I did. I did a project on that. New Mexico when I was in fourth grade, so... You went to New Mexico? No, I I just did a project on it. Um, oh. So I'm, so I'm an expert on New okay, Mexico. Okay, never mind. I can, I can confirm that it's just mountains. Okay. Mountains Fine. and plateaus. And then you could just stand around. And, then you just and stand sing around out. and you, you sing about living in America. It sort of gets just, it just gave me the idea that uh, we just need some shots of him singing dramatically yeah. in a pretty spot. It's, and it is a pretty spot. It's sort of like Zac Efron's big dramatic songs in High School Musical. Yeah. <sighs> Although I I would argue those are more fun. Yeah. Well, this was this was that is one of the like I like what you own, but it is one of the sh- excuse me one of the shittier songs in Rent. I don't think it's a bad song, but it's one of the less memorable songs. Yeah. I it, mean, we can get into the songs. Yeah. Um, I like most of them a lot. I do too. So. Um, I I kind of. Funny enough, I do think I prefer the movie versions of the songs a little bit sometimes. I don't know if I I know the Broadway version enough to make a fair comparison. Um, um, I think I was more familiar with the movie version I, as a child. I knew the Broadway versions because the Broadway versions have all those like little interludes and like 10 second things in it mm-hmm. um, where... I'm bummed that the movie doesn't have those, but I like, uh, like, they kind of beef up the instrumentation on this, where right. like, the guitars are a little bit more distorted. Um, some of the vocals are a little more pitchy, I think, but, yeah. like, that was a thing I noticed with some vocals. I'm like, that, that, I don't know if that those were the right notes. It's interesting because a big chunk of the cast was in the, the original, original. Yeah. Broadway uh, cast, <clears throat> but it was years later. 
they're a little too old to be oh, yeah. <laughs> to be playing these characters. Well, like when I'm looking at like Mimi played by Rosario Dawson saying like I'm 19 but I'm old for my age. I'm like you're not 19. And I'm <laughs> she's, like she's look, not 19. And I'm like looking at Roger and I'm like let's say she's 19. I'm like you're not young enough to be dating a 19 year old. If she's 19, how old are the rest of them supposed to be? Like 27? Uh, <laughs> Maybe. I would stick them around 25 because at this point these actors maybe they were 25 when they did the broadway production but probably not yeah they were probably like 30 when they did the broadway production uh anthony rap is super out of place right anthony rap is pretty old now because he's he was born in 1971 so that would make him like 40 something now yeah. So he was like 35 when the movie came out. Mm. So, nah, he was about 25 on Broadway then. That, okay, that's yeah. fine. But that's Broadway, and like, yeah. the movie came out like 10 years later, and like, uh. I don't know. How old was Rosario Dawson? Rosario? Well, Rosario Dawson, I don't think, was one of the people in the original right. Broadway production. She was one of the new people. Yeah. Um, so she was born 1979. So she's like 29 doing Mimi. Uh, 10 years older than, I mean, she's still, you know, like beautiful and young. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't want to say she looks old because she certainly doesn't. But she doesn't uh, look 19. No, she does not look 19. Because yeah. <laughs> 19 now is like babies oh, in, yeah. in when my I see view. 18 year olds, I'm like, you're a child. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was, I was talking to a 17 year old. This wasn't weird. Um, <laughs> I was talking. <laughs> I didn't think that until you said it. <laughs> he came up to me. Okay. Um, it was, it was a comic. It wasn't like a, I was hanging out by the school. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, but I was like, God, you look like you're 13. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't tell if someone's 13 or 18. Well, I get, I still get a lot of like I'm seventeen, which yeah. is a little annoying at this point in my life. Yeah, I, but I'll take it. I have a couple friends that are that like look young, and they're like, "Yeah, I don't like being told I look like I'm like fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. I have a friend who she she hates this, but I I think it's a little funny still, but it really pisses her off still. That she has a baby. She has tattoos. She has, like, an undercut. And she's 24 years old. But uh, people still think she's, like, a literal child. Because she's really adorable. She has, like, big eyes. And uh, she's soft-spoken. But uh, she has a twin brother. And I remember she told me that they were at a restaurant once. And she got a kid's menu. And he didn't. Oh, that's so bad. (laughs) It broke my heart. See, I I sometimes get it with my little brother that people think he's older because he's, like, a foot taller than me. Yeah. Which sucks, but, like, I'll take it. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it's one of those, I don't know, the the whole cast is too old. Yeah. Like, like Benny looks like he's 40. Oh, he... I, how old is Benny supposed to be? I, I think he's supposed to be around the same age as them. Maybe a little bit older, but, like, not a lot. Yeah. Like, if they're 25, maybe he's 28. Mm-hmm. But yeah. It's also, I mean, it's not just that they're too old. It's that they're playing young people who are supposed to act even younger than the young people. Yeah. Like they're, they're acting super immature, which I think is part of why it's a little odd. Yeah. They're, Cause they're supposed to be like 25 year olds acting like 17 year olds. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Did, did any of them go to college? Probably not. No. Uh, well, no. Um, I assume Collins did. He's oh, like yeah. educated. He's, um, well, cause he also has the most, like he has the most ambiguous job of them all. He works at MIT, right? Yeah, but it's like, doing what? And he's like, I, I have this uh, theory of actual reality. And it's like, what is that? <laughs> what is that? What does that <laughs> like, mean? He's like, it has to do with fighting AIDS. It's like, okay, how? Does it? 
<laughs> like they rejected my theory of actual reality. It's like what? What is actual reality. Like even if he was like, we live in a simulation, I'd be like, cool. This is the type. What of What does that have to do with AIDS? <laughs> <laughs> Collins, they, they put you... AIDS into the simulation. It's all a right. matrix. Um, oh God! Rent is just Rent is just a spinoff of the Matrix. Oh no, that's yeah. a. <laughs> I don't want to get into that weaving of plot line. Um, it's just a different universe. Um, yeah, but yeah, actual reality. I don't know. I like, like Maureen doesn't have a set role either. But you're like, she's just like a performance artist. She's just a free spirit. Yeah. She just goes around and does whatever. Yeah. Um, so, so the songs, we'll mm-hmm. go back to that since we're here. Uh, what song do you like the best? See, that's hard to say. Cause there are a lot of really good ones. I think I really like Tango Maureen. And I really like Santa Fe, which is kind of an underrated song. Yeah. The one where they sing on the subway. Is yeah. that what they are? Um, I think those are both really good songs. Yeah. I like like one song, Glory, because it's it's solid. And it kind of is able to stand on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? I kind of like the opening song, <laughs> just because it's, it, it's kind of... Uh, it's, it's catchy. It's really catchy. It's it's really fun to scream. Um, when when I was in Rent, that moment where they just go Rent, 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 Rent. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime we did that, the director would yet call out Tony Award winning lyrics. Yeah. Um, it's which... not the best song. It's also not the most memorable song. I feel no, like people forget about it, even though the title of the musical is in it. Yeah. It... Uh, but I like it. Yeah, it's fun. Um, there's a lot that happens and like, I think, I think that that's one that could kind of stand on its own. Like maybe you'd need to change the chorus because it's so on the nose where it's like how we're going to pay last year's rent. (laughs) We're not going to pay rent. We're just going to not pay rent. We're we're not going to do it. They never do. They don't. Um, You can't, why you shouldn't have to pay to do things exactly um that was a thing before i'd heard about this i had a friend that was into it and then turned to hate it because she was like this isn't how life is um Mm -hmm. where she she when she was pitching me on listening to the soundtrack she was like yeah it's about all these artists living in new york and they need to figure out how to pay the rent which is like the shittiest description yeah who i hope she doesn't listen to this because no but she's not wrong she's not wrong but at the same time i'm like that's not that's not the story (laughs) no there's more to it um but yeah um yeah i think that a lot of the songs i think that the song songs are able to stand out on their own which is good yeah you know what else is i was thinking i really like Mimi's song out tonight a lot. I think that's a really good song because um, it can also stand, like really stand on its own. It's a really big, powerful number. Yeah, it's a, um, but it's really fun. Yeah, and I appreciate out tonight. It's not my favorite of mm-hmm. all of them, but I like that it's kind of like a howling tune and yeah. You know, she jams and it's cool. You can strip to it, which is what I look for in a song. (laughs) Um, Also, uh, Take Me or Leave Me is the the perfect karaoke duet. Yeah. um, Other similarity to Grease is I think Take Me or Leave Take Me or Leave Me and Summer Nights Nights are the two ideal karaoke songs. Yeah. yeah, there, and there are so many great versions of Take Me or Leave Me. Yeah, um, I, the, the, mo- the beltiest versions are the best. Yeah, the ones there's the, also a version of Neil Patrick Harris and David Burtka singing it together. I've seen it. It is beautiful. It's um, cute. Um, what else? Your Eyes Sucks, but... Your, your Eyes Sucks, but I barely count that as a song. 
Um, that that's the song though. That's the I know, song. but I don't like it. Um, <laughs> it's so short, and it's at the end. Um, I really love another day a lot. Yeah, like, um, everything about another day I love. I like another day. I like like the riff. I like I like like when Mimi does her little part at the end, and like you have Roger like screaming back. He's like, "Take your candle, take your you know." I'm mm-hmm. like, that's cool. Uh, it doesn't work in the movie because he's like, the door is that way. And it's like, she's already outside and you went out to the balcony <laughs> to scream at her. <laughs> yeah, doesn't he like yell, the door is that way from, from his window on the second floor? <laughs> she's already across the street. Yeah. And then his friends come up behind and they're just like, oh, we're going to sing her song. Um, which they had been like in support of the two going out, but yeah, but she's a bad influence. Yeah, but they don't know that. They're just like can't control my temper. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So that's a jam. Um. um light my candle. Light my. I, there are some songs I just know every word to. I could go years without listening to it, and that's one of them. And the other one is Love Me Boaz. <laughs> I, um, I know every word every and I little... don't listen to this song like <laughs> frequently in my life it's just it'll always be in the back of my who do yeah. you think you are barging in on me and my guitar little girl hey the door is that way you better go you know the fire's out anyway take your powder take your candle your sweet whisper I just can't handle Take your hair in the moonlight Your brown eyes Goodbye, goodnight I should tell you I should tell you I should tell you